0: Blog Talk Radio Who are the Unstoppable Ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Who are the Unstoppable Ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Mission Mission Unstoppable Mission Unstoppable The Unstoppable Ones You did say Unstoppable, right? You did say Unstoppable, right? What is it they know that I don't? Coach Frankie Picasso takes you on the Mission Unstoppable. Are the
1: Unstoppable ones.
0: Can anyone stop these people?
1: I don't know about that. Good evening. I am the Unstoppable Coach Frankie Picasso, and you are about to go on another Mission Unstoppable. Tonight, our mission will take us into the seedier side of online dating. Our guide is a woman who found out firsthand what it was like to be romanced by a professional thief one who stole her heart, and then her bank account. Stay tuned, stay close, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is the Unstoppable, Frankie Picasso, and you are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio live on Tuesday, January the 19th. And so if you are joining us right now, you are on the live version of the show. That means that you have the option of calling in and joining the show. The time in Toronto is 8 p.m., 7 in Chicago, and 5 in Los Angeles. Call into the show. You can dial 646 595 The phone lines are open, as is the chat room, and I'm starting to see it fill up in there. Good evening to all the guests who are in there. You know, tonight I'm kind of excited because... um For the very first time, we are actually broadcasting live directly into the classroom of students who are studying criminology at Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio. So good evening to all of you students who are in there. Their instructor is law enforcement uh, professional, Mary Leal, who will be joining us later in the show. Mary is an expert guest on Internet fraud, romance scams, and identity theft. So it's really good to have her back. She's been with me a couple of times. We've talked about identity theft before. So it would be great to talk to Mary. And again, welcome to all the students at Wright State University. Um, My guest this evening is Teresa Gatian. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Teresa. She was Gatian. Okay. (laughs) She's been writing as Tess G. Diamond, author of My Darling Davis, How Real Is Your Love?, And Teresa's book is her harrowing and true life accounting of her online romance with a professional network of scammers. And Tess was drawn into an online romance when she met a man through eHarmony that made her feel everything she had ever wanted to feel, loved, desired, interested, and wanted. For the first time in a really long time, she felt alive and thought that she had finally met her one true love. The book is her herring account of the takedown used to steal her heart and her bank account. Scammers took $20,000 from her. And joining us a bit later in the show, as I've already mentioned, will be law enforcement professional Mary Leal, who actively targets scammers and gets them off the net with her company, a.k.a. Bandits Technology. So the single mom of three, she comes from Whitehorse, the Yukon, she's a nurse, and she's been writing short stories and poetry for a number of years. In addition to my darling Davis, Teresa has also published The Golden Ring this year, and it's a book for children. So let's welcome her. Good evening. Hello, Frankie. It's great to have you here, Teresa. Thank you for joining us. I guess, you know, I get so confused because it's Teresa Tess, you wrote as Tess, and, and you, you told me that you did that because, tell the audience why you had to write it under a pseudonym.
2: I wrote it under a pseudonym because my, I'm also writing children's books under my real name, Teresa okay. Gates. So my adult books, I'm writing under T.G. Diamond. Okay. So, hmm Okay. So that's, yeah, that, that's pre- pretty much the, the main reason that uh, I chose to have a pen name.
1: Okay, and I'm just sorry. I'm trying to type in the chat room and and talk to you at the same time. I'm not doing a really good job, Matthew. I'm sorry. What I meant to say to you, Matthew said, it's terrible that he can't believe that people would do this. Um, It's got to be emotionally, financially devastating. Absolutely, it absolutely is, and it's it is hard to believe that people would do this, but they do, and they do it every day, and they do it really well. You um you got involved in online dating. You were approximately in your mid 40s. You had three children
2: um older sons in their 20s i think and a younger daughter yes my my boys were 19 20 years old i've got a 8 year old daughter mm-hmm. uh, she was 7 at the time and i was in a loveless relationship basically i i wanted i wanted to be loved mm-hmm. and as we all forth, yeah, <laughs> yeah like as we all you know after <laughs> yeah. i was in a relationship for 4 years that was going nowhere And you don't meet, as a single mom, I don't go out to the bars very often. And when you do go out to the bars, I don't like to meet men in bars. Um, I work, so I don't get out a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So the only place to really meet men is online. And that's what I was trying to do, was to meet men that I could date online. Coming from your town. Exactly. And this gentleman, um, on eHarmony, they match you up. And you get matches all the time. And I was still kind of seeing my guy there. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was deleting most of them. And this came up as a fast track request. So I looked at it because fast track means that you can talk with them right away. You don't have to go through all these questions. Mm -hmm. I looked at it and the It came up that he was from Whitehorse. So, excellent. So, I looked at it, looked at his profile. Real quick, he wanted to talk to me. We started a conversation, and he intrigued me. He told me he was intrigued by my profile. And the more we emailed each other, um, the more intrigued he got me as well. Let me ask you something. His picture...
1: Um, Tell us about his picture. Extraordinarily good-looking? Good-looking? No.
2: Basically, he was... um, He looked like a tall man. Mm -hmm. On his profile, it said Mm -hmm. 5'9", but he looked a little bit taller. Um, He, balding on top, salt and pepper hair, he had a goatee, he had uh, um, nice dark eyes,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and... Yeah, he you know he just looked like your average everyday man.
1: So what made you go for this guy out of all the other guys who had approached you?
2: Uh, there wasn't very many from Whitehorse. Okay, okay, <laughs> I got the you. He was the one from Whitehorse. He was the one, was one from Whitehorse. He was the one from Whitehorse and he was interested in me. Right. And he showed his interest. It was um, two or three emails a day,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he phoned me. He he was really interested in me. Now, was Davis the name that he, he actually used? Yes. It was. Dave, okay. Davis was the name he used.
1: I found that so interesting because you mentioned that he was Italian and he, and he spoke with an Italian accent, and yet he had a, a name like Davis. Uh, did that kind of seem weird no, to you? Or?
2: No, I never even really thought about it, uh-huh. you know, because people have names from everywhere, you know. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I never really thought about it. I ignored a lot.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. How I big is like, your city? How big is your town? 23,000 people. Oh, so really tiny.
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> okay. And you look like somebody that I would have seen before. Sure, he you would have thought you'd have run across them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it, then, you know, the picture wasn't real, of course. Well, but, the picture uh,
1: wasn't real and neither were the words. Now, it seemed that to me... Um, This started around August the 7th, I think, right? 8th, 7th, 6th, somewhere in there? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I got the first email around August 6th from him.
1: And it seems like almost in two weeks, you guys went from from zero to my darlings. I I love you. (laughs) How did that
2: happen? Did it seem strange to you? It did. It did. It was like, um, it was really fast. And I can't remember... 'Cause I, I remember saying to him, like don't don't, don't take say things these things too fast. You know, yeah. like don't say these things because it's just an illusion. You um, know, I said those things to him in my emails. This could be just an illusion. Have you
1: have you ever done online dating before this time? Yes. I had. Oh, you had. Okay. I had. So you, you knew that you could get really excited really quickly, that people could hide behind, you know, their personas and be whoever they pretended to be. You had known that?
2: Yes. Okay. Well, okay. you know, I knew that people could put, could not be who they say they are. Right. But so you didn't some white horse that they could I, really get away with it. Exactly. I didn't be, I also felt that the, the dateline Site that I was on, right, had I screened them. them. Yes, yeah, yeah, they, yeah they One would they think so, because
1: you were with eHarmony, and E Harmony, you know, does lots of commercials, and they make you think that they've really screened these people, and that you know, whoever you're going to meet on there is going to be somebody who's on the up and up.
2: Yes, and you're yeah. paying for it. You're paying a good dollar for that. Yeah, that's right. As well, so yeah. you feel a little bit safer. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: there's a phone call here. I'm just going to see if it's if it's. Are Mary, and if it's not, maybe they wanted to say something. Let's see. Okay. Hello there, 937? Hello, how are you? Hi, is that Mary? Yes, it is. Okay, great. I'm just going to put you back on hold for a few minutes, Mary, okay? We'll get through the story, and then I'll bring you back on. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Take take care. Hold on. Thanks. All right, I'm going to try to, this thing doesn't want to go back on hold here. Hang on, because I wanted to be able to talk to her. Mm-hmm. There we go. She's back on hold. Okay, so we're we're two we're we're a couple weeks into this relationship. We're already going. Oh, I love you, and this is so exciting, and I can't wait to meet you. Um, now he said that he he worked for a company in the beginning, didn't he? An oil company. He worked for an oil company, and he was traveling around. He went to Florida, England, and then he was off to Africa.
2: Yes, but it was his own company. Oh, it was his so own it, company. It was his own company. He was his own.
0: Because I thought he had
1: a boss there at the beginning.
0: Um and then no. and
1: then all of a sudden he didn't have a
2: boss anymore. No, he he originally started with a partner. Okay. Is what the scenario went and then he was on his own because he worked, liked to work on his own. Okay. He didn't like to have a partner and stuff. You know, the whole thing was really well executed. Mm-hmm. You know, he had it down really well, what he did and how he did it and stuff. And when he talked about mining for oil,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I've never heard of mining for oil. I've heard of mining for gold, but never oil. Right. I even went online, and I checked out gold mines or uh, oil mines in Ghana, Africa. Mm-hmm. That's where he bought his oil mine. And there it pops up. They are mining for oil. That's what they what it comes up as. So, okay, he's right about that. You know, I did check some things out. Right. I just ignored the ones... That the big I one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay,
1: I'm just going to read some, the comment in the chat room because Pigbuster says, and I'm assuming that's Mary or somebody from her class, scammers get other victims to pay for memberships on the paying site for a friend many times. Because the folks who are listening offline later on in the archive version won't be able to read this, so I just wanted to make sure we got that in. Okay. So, okay, so we're, we're, we're a couple weeks in and he's, he's now um, off to Africa and he has a problem, his first problem.
2: His, um, when he arrives in Africa, his um, the manager of the mine that he bought picks him up mm-hmm. at the airport in a taxi. And there's no hotel booked for him, apparently. So they're going around checking for hotels.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: they go into the one that is available, and when he comes out, the taxi has taken off with all of his bags, including oh, yeah. his computer, mm-hmm. which has documents and stuff in That he needs as well. And it's an iMac computer, which he needs for the machines that he's bought and are coming from London. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have a program. Um, These little computers get mounted onto these machines and they keep track of uh, the hours the machine runs and everything. Right. And I knew what he was talking about because Al Rock from Whitehorse actually developed. Uh, and invented this machine that they use in the 500 cards. So I knew exactly what he was talking about. So, of course, you know, it had to be real. Uh,
1: Right, right. (laughs) Um, Did did you not think, I mean, okay, you haven't met this man. You've been, you know, involved with him for a number of weeks. Are you the only person in the world that he knows that he could ask for money? Well, that
2: question did go through my mind. You know, you know, he's, 30, be, he's got to be, what, would you
1: say he was 45, 50 years old? How old was he supposed to be? 49. Okay, so at 49 years, he walked through the world all alone until he met you, who was the one person who could save him?
2: And being a, being a businessman and everything, he should have had his own accountant, right? Right. But that denial thing comes in. And, of course, that... Um, you want to be helpful. You want exactly. to be. Exactly. You want to be able to show them that you support them. There was also in my mind, okay, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, okay, I got to believe in love. I have to trust. If you don't trust, where's the love? You know, I, I had to, I wanted to believe, I wanted to trust. And at some point, you have to take that step. That blind step, and that's what I felt I was taking i also I also said to my friends and people that were going treated mm-hmm. this is a scam, so you know what? this guy has made me feel so wonderful that mm-hmm. I'm willing to lose this because he's made me feel alive again after four years of being treated like absolutely nothing
0: mm-hmm.
2: and being <sighs> some of the things were just horrible, you know, just yeah. No, it's I understand. Mean, I understand. You, you
1: were in a, in a really kind of rough relationship with a guy. It was it was a sexual relationship. It was kind of a friendship. But he wasn't ever going to go to that love place. He wasn't ever going to yeah. marry you mm-hmm. or, or make you a family or do any of that stuff. He, but you, you were always kept a little bit on the outside.
2: Yeah, but even the indifference that this guy put me through, mm-hmm. to have somebody treat you like you were important -hmm. You know, I was I was actually I knew that this could be a scam, but you know what? I wanted I didn't want to give that up, and I had to believe somewhere that love existed. But was your gut was your gut telling you differently? Oh, my gut was going up, and every time something happened, I would just feel that quench in my stomach. You know, and it was like ah, you know, I I was on that. You know, the little devil and the little angel, right? Don't do it. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you going to believe. listen to your gut the next time? I did. Yeah. <laughs> good
1: girl. Okay. Because, I mean, that is our internal warning system. That and, is. you know, when when we tune into it, it's there. It's our, for our highest good. It always is there for our highest good. So what was interesting, though, when you first sent the, you got him an iMac and you sent it over to him.
2: Yeah.
1: FedEx didn't want to send it. No,
2: they didn't. They um um actually the whole did they send security
1: was, to you or something a security guy
2: yes yes he was the security with FedEx and he phoned me and he said I'm not um, I'm not going to release this until you can show me proof that this guy exists because I hadn't met him which you know but right why would it matter to
3: them.
1: If you paid for something and the guy didn't exist, so what? You know, it's their money. They get the money anyway. So why would they care?
2: I guess they care because they've seen so much of this, Mm -hmm. people getting taken. And And that didn't clue you in? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So (laughs) it happens to other
2: people but not to you. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I did say to this guy, you know, if it's a scam... I'm taking that risk. I have to believe. You know, I I did say that to him. Um because I I wanted to believe so bad. Yeah. I ignored all the flags. They were there. You never, you
1: never like I mean, you asked him a number of questions. Now in in um in your book your book is made up of a series of emails, the emails, okay. the actual emails that you guys yeah. sent back and forth. So you have really opened up your most intimate thoughts, your most intimate words, everything that you were feeling. So, you know, kudos to you for doing that. It's a really brave and courageous thing to do for, for other women and other, other men, you know, who, who are thinking about going yeah. online. Um, however, the, the, question, the question I had for you within all of these words and, and, and things, you would ask him questions that he never answered. Were there emails missing when you went back and you said to him, you know, you never asked me what street you actually live on in Whitehorse. You never answered me, you know, what school you went to or, or," you know, things like that that you specifically asked him. He totally ignored all of those,
2: and you never pried. Yeah. I um, I guess I felt I didn't want to infringe on his privacy, so to say. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but I didn't want to push. I didn't want to push. For some reason I didn't want to push, maybe because you, you didn't know, want to know the truth. I didn't want to know the truth. Exactly. But um the I didn't leave out any emails. There was two that got lost in the cyberspace somewhere mm-hmm. at the beginning. But um it was on an instant message and I don't know if I mentioned I can't remember if I put this in my book or not, that I did ask him again about um his where he lived. Mm-hmm. And he came back to me and said, why, do you want to go water my plants or something? And I thought about it, and I thought, okay, this guy doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to tell me where he lives in Whitehorse, and he's He doesn't not know there. you, but yet he's he's going, you know what? And he's asking he's me for I that.
1: really need you to send me your visa card number. I want your social insurance number, your bank account numbers. I want all this, this stuff from you. And you send it to him, and yeah. he
2: can't tell you where he lives? Exactly. I was making excuses because I didn't want to give up what I was feeling.
1: So let's was, tell the folks. Okay, let, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's tell them you sent the you sent the computer because you know now he can communicate with you. Yeah. And and the next thing that he needs from you is is some money because yeah. why?
2: Um, the mine, the oh, mine okay. where he's working. The um, they call it called or he called it the chief kingmaker who was the chief of the native community where the mine was located
1: mm-hmm.
2: had shut down the mine until this ceremony could take place
1: i think we forgot to tell them that he 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 made you a partner in the mine he oh, actually said yeah, to yeah. uh, uh he goes i'm going to make you my wife so i'm going to put your name on here and we're going to be partners with your daughter, and it's going to be, a, you know, one big happy family. Like, he fed you everything you wanted to hear.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, and sent me the document. Sent
1: so now that you're a partner, a mine. it's important that you need to, you know, pay off the chief. I need you to help pay off the chief because, you know, we own this mine. Now we have to make business.
2: Yes, yeah, right, for $5,000. <laughs>
1: and I yeah. said,
2: whoa, I can't, I can't pay $5,000, you know. Uh-huh. I, I told you this. And he actually, in an email, he actually gets upset with me. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, I don't know if you remember Classic. reading that one, where, mm-hmm. you know, I, he knows that I have, he's not asking me, and this is where he says, I don't want your money. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want your money, I'm not asking you for money and all this mm-hmm. kind of thing, because I've said to him, I don't have any money.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: he said, you told me you had $10,000 on your visa you know, you're the one that told me this. And I said, mm-hmm. Well, I sent you a computer. Now I only have this much money. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I send him twenty five hundred and again that thought in my head,
3: mm-hmm. okay, I can
2: lose this amount. And um and then after that it was another thing that had to be paid. The chief kingmaker, there was something else that had to there was the he hotel, done, and then the then the, the, the workers hospital, had to be paid. Yeah, the workers who were in, yeah. injured, and then he was coming home. Well, that was, wasn't that wasn't right away though. Yeah, it, it was the there was a whole bunch of bills that had to be paid to get the mine continuing to run. Oh, and then the guy was going to send
1: you. The guy was needed to send you a check, and you needed to 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 send that check or hold that check. Didn't you have to be like well, a, a
2: first broker off, for him? Yeah. First off, what happened was he got. In touch with his associate, mm-hmm. and I use quotation marks with my fingers, mm-hmm. um, who owed him money. Mm-hmm. And they put, this gentleman, Giovanni, put money onto my visa, and I would take a cash advance off of that. Okay. And he did that twice. So and this is probably $20,000. That's off. right. So then it's on my visa. I take the cash advance. I send it Western Union to him. And I said, well, why can't this guy just send it to you, Western Union? If mm-hmm. I can do it, surely mm-hmm. they can. And no, they couldn't.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I and said, Western Union banned you. Western, yeah, I'm banned from Western Union. Because they knew. Everybody knew. except for Everybody, everybody me. knew, but me, you know. Yeah, I was in wow. such denial because I wanted to feel this love. And your stepdad
1: baby. is an RCMP officer.
2: Totally. Ex- yeah.
1: <laughs> Who <that>? said, <laughs> honey?
2: Oh, they they were quite worried. You know, they, they really wanted this because, you know, he was I was so happy. My God, yeah. I was so happy. And they wanted me to be happy. But they were really skeptical because every time I said, oh, he's going to come, you know, he says he's going to be here, um, that date would go by. Oh, that was another what he needed was money to come here. To uh-huh. pay for the the plane ticket, which is a classic scam. Routine. Well, yeah, but
1: I mean, did the, it never you never said to yourself, what did he do before me? Like you know, when I did never I asked do him that ticket?
2: I never asked him that question, but that question went through my mind. Okay, that question did go through my mind. Like, why doesn't he have an accountant, and why doesn't he have friends? You why know, why doesn't he have his own bank account? Him? Well, he. He could not set up a bank account in Accra, Ghana, and all of his visas that he had were in the luggage that got stolen. Right, but visa does replace your stuff after a couple months. and And he told me that he couldn't replace it until he went into the States because Visa. he didn't tell them he was going to Ghana. He didn't tell the bank he was going to Ghana, so they would not replace it until he actually physically showed up. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. how they yeah. work or excuses not. Yeah. Excuses and excuses and excuses. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyway, but- after I'd put that money, taken that money out of my visa as a cash mm-hmm. advance, the second one that I had sent, um, I phoned to find out if there had been another payment put on my visa, and that's when Visa notified me that it was a fraudulent payment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And even at that time, um, I didn't get upset with Davis. I got upset with the gentleman who put the money on my visa, and I actually had conversations with that man, Giovanni, over the phone, yeah. and I. Said, what what area code was he from? Um, from New York. Okay. okay. The phone, um, went on the phone ID. It mm-hmm. would come up at California and sometimes New York. Okay. So these guys have a really wonderful network. Um our computer program, and it was explained mm-hmm. to me that they could be sitting right next door to me and right. call me, and it, they just plug into their computer where they want to be from. Yeah, and it we're going to talk to
1: Mary about all that, too, because she's really knowledgeable um, mm-hmm. about all of that. But let's let's just continue on with your story. So so we, he's got all these things that he needs and monies, and you, you've managed this. And so once he found out that you
2: had fraudulent money there, Okay, once I found out that the visa went fraudulent,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and frozen, and they, they, my visa was frozen, I was actually upset with Giovanni, mm-hmm. and said to Davis, okay, he did this, he called, because they received a phone call saying that it was a fraudulent payment, and usually visa takes a little bit longer than a day uh-huh. to have a fraudulent payment, so I said, okay, this Giovanni guy, he did this, he's he put a hold on my visa and everything else.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um because I didn't notify him right away that Davis got the money is what he said. He even admits to doing it and I've got that email in my book. Mm-hmm. So of course Davis, you know, I talked to Davis. Davis said he's going to fix everything. I can't afford $20,000. Of course not. So so Davis said he's going to fix everything and but he has another associate, and again, I do quotation marks, um, who wants, who he can, who owes him money, and if I'll be willing to accept this money into my bank account, they can wire the money, and I can send it to Davis Western Union. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'll agree to accept the money. I get a notification from this guy who's going to send me the money that I have to 72 hours to get the money out of my bank account and send it to where they tell me to send it. It was at this point that I realized, holy cow, they want me to launder money for them. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point when I um, turned to Steve, my friend, who I just spent four years of indifference with, Mm -hmm. turned to him. I didn't know who else to talk to. I couldn't talk to my my, uh, family because it would make them sick. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And um, I phoned him. I told him what was going on. He went to the police with me. The police told me, you know, do not have any more contact with these people. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the emails, everything else. Well, of course, I don't listen to people very well. I needed (laughs) that $20,000 back. Right. And I said to them, well, they're willing to, they're going to send me this money. I'm going to get this money in my bank account somehow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Can you guys, the police, not follow the money? Can mm-hmm. you not trace the money to find out where it's coming from and get these guys? You know, here we have a perfect opportunity to get somewhere with these.
1: I'm going to stop you here. I'm just going okay. to bring Mary, Mary on here. Mary, hi, Good evening. Hi how are you i'm great i'm just gonna mary is is the um, she's a law enforcement specialist that i told you about she's got she's got a, a company um, aka bandit technologies that provides a, a multitude of services um, they boast a killer application to stop romance scamming dead in its tracks she is man she's been involved in career policing forever in patrol vice investigations and, you know she teaches at the academy she's She's an expert in critical mindset, ethics, curriculum development, human relations. She did you get your, your, your PhD yet? You're uh nope.
3: Still working on it.
1: <laughs> Psychology. <laughs> and you know, she's been involved in domestic violence, child abuse, wow. and she's been in homeland security and just about everything that you could ever have to do with policing. So she's a total total rounded expert. You're listening to this. What are you thinking?
3: I'm thinking that this sounds like a very familiar story, Um, and, and the amazing thing is the geography, because the country of Ghana is right next to Nigeria and next to the Republic of Benin, and their borders are insecure, so you don't know who this individual is, because they walk back and forth across their borders and pay the professionals at the borders for whatever they need, meaning be able to travel, be able to exchange their money, and they share the wealth. Um, I would just about imagine that your $20,000 went to several different people with their hands out. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a very, very familiar story. I would be very interested to see about locating this person's picture. Um, I recently became acquainted with a, an awesome gentleman by the name of Jeff Hoffman who um, has a website called Pig Busters, and he is even talking about the fact that that these um, these scammers are using – the pictures of our war veterans, be they dead or alive, and they're using them to scam people all over the world. And this is a very serious thing. I mean, it's getting really out of control. But I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Um, But it's a story that that just seems to ring true forever because we open up our hearts and our minds to to let people get close to us and they end up taking advantage of us.
1: Yeah. So, Mary, um, two questions. First of all, have you heard of, of these guys with the thick Italian accent?
3: The thing Coming that's important to be able to differentiate as to whether it's really an Italian accent. And what I mean by that is people from different countries in Africa have had their upbringing and their education or traveled to either London, mm-hmm. to Benin, to Ghana, to South Africa, and their accent may sound Italian, but if you haven't been around someone who is pure Italian, you may not know that that's where that accent is really coming from. Am I exactly. making sense?
0: Yeah. yeah. One no, of,
3: I... the, the guy that, that professed himself to be um, George McCall, who took Robert Frost's identity, who I went overseas to interview, mm-hmm. sounded so much like he was right from the UK, but that's where he was race in the UK Mm -hmm. and had come back into the southern part of Nigeria, and that's where he was living at the time, and that's where I met him when I went to Lego.
1: Okay, here's a question I have for you, Mary. Um, So eHarmony is supposed to match you you up with 27 personality traits, yada, yada, yada. Are these professional romance scammers able to skew their own results to target their marks to target women like you know, like, like um, Teresa, who, who is very compassionate in nature, is giving. Can they,
3: are, are they doing this? Absolutely. And what they actually do, this is a business. This is a uh-huh. business for them. And what they had done from the very first time that they contacted her was keeping a file on her. Mm-hmm. And, they, and who knows what's sitting at the, unless you're using a webcam, who knows who's sitting at the other end of the keyboard. And yeah. they could have had anybody, you know, talking to her. They keep files every single day, and they pull out the file, and they're talking to multiple people at the same time. And so they knew what she wanted. She described her profile. They are also able to buy massive credit cards. And the number that you were talking about that showed up with a New York area code, they have SIM chips that they buy in bags that they put into their Nokia phones that will come up with an American area code. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, the last time that we talked, Mary, um, we talked about cell groups. That, that this is actually tied to organized crime. It's tied to terrorist groups in in um, Asia who, or, or in the Middle East who, you know, are using women's money in North America to come back and and target Americans, target people in North yeah, America. Very much so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
3: they have the three. We talked about the three tier levels, and the tier levels yeah. are the lone wolves, the, the little guys on the bottom, and then you get into the mafia. We would accomp. We would equate that here with basically like a pimp or a John-type um, description with a prostitute. Um, and then they move up into the terrorist level. Money is absolutely directed right toward terrorism.
1: Now, the reason I stopped, um, Teresa, at that point in her story is I want her to, to, to tell the rest of it now with you online with us and, you know, how dangerous it really was what she went ahead and did. So go ahead, Teresa. You, you wanted them – you were trying to get this money into your bank account so you could follow
2: the money. Yeah, I um, I thought that if I agreed to accept the money that they wanted me to launder for them, um, that if I told them I would accept it if they fixed my visa, um, that my visa would get fixed. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. to be responsible for this $20,000. Mm-hmm. And. I talked with um, one of the uh, RCMP officers here in Whitehorse and asked him, what could I legally do? And he Mm -hmm. told me, you can accept the money, but don't touch it. Because as Mm -hmm. soon as I touched it and moved it out of my account or did anything with it, then I would be responsible for it. And I could actually be in trouble for using that money or taking that money. charged with fraud. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Um, I'd actually thought that, you know, maybe they weren't going to do this because I hadn't heard anything. And then all of a sudden, um, I got a phone call from this gentleman down in um, um, Ontario, he said he was from, and saying that, you know, he had sent the check and it was showing that it hadn't been received yet in my bank. And he was wondering if I had gotten it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was a check for $57,000. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: $57,800. And
2: so I went down, I talked with the bank, I told them what was going on, that this was actually a fraudulent check and that these guys were scammers. They did put the check into my bank account, but they froze my bank account and held on so to So these it. guys could actually look into your bank account because they had all your
1: banking information you had given it to them previously, right? Yep. You given it to Davis. So they could, yep. here they are going online into your bank account and checking to see if your money if that money has come in or not.
2: Yeah. And they could oh. see. They they were telling me, "Well, the money's in your account." Well, no, they uh. could not go into my account. Okay. They knew that the the check had gone to the bank, but they could not see in my account because they kept telling me that it was That it was in my account, and I said, yes, it is, but I cannot use it. Uh Uh-huh, okay. And um, I said, there's a hold on it. And these guys were getting quite frantic, actually. Now, you wanted
1: to hold this $57,000
2: because of why? You wanted it? Well, the bank had to clear it, for one. They had to uh, check to see where it came from and everything else. But the bank also told me, even if it did clear, Mm
0: -hmm. they would
2: not release it to me. Mm hmm because they knew it was, you know, from scams and stuff. There was, right. It was questionable. But because of that as well, I, um, I got restricted on my bank account. You know, I had to deal with a whole bunch of issues with the bank. You know, mm-hmm. the bank not trusting me. The bank saying that, you know, am I going to do this again, questioning me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I'm not going to do this again. I've learned my lesson, but I'm still on restrictions.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, where before wow.
2: I had uh, the freedom to take out as much money as I wanted when I deposited check, mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore.
1: Well, and you had a family to raise. I mean, you're a single mom. You needed that money for food, yeah. or mortgage, whatever it is that you need to pay. Now oh, you found out that that this
2: money was on its way to, ch- or supposed to be going to China or something. Yeah, these guys screwed up. They they thought I could use that money, that fifty seven thousand. So they sent me all the information where they wanted that money to go and it was to the um bank china in bangkok Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and they gave me the name the account number
1: everything has that has that bank come up to you mary
3: i'm sorry i couldn't hear you
1: the bank the bank of bank in the bank of china in bangkok have you come across that bank before
3: as a only if it's bank only if it's bank of america And that's Um, what they seem to be using, is Bank of America all over the world.
2: Okay, well, this was the Bank of China, and um, I did pass that information. All the information that I got from these guys, I passed on to the RCMP. I also passed it on to the Bank of China in Vancouver, and I passed it on to the Royal Bank, you know. So I passed it on to all the banks that were involved. I passed it on to the Visa, everybody that, you know. Now, weren't you afraid
1: personally at this point? You know that these guys—these guys—$57,000 is a lot of money.
2: It was really scary one day because they kept phoning me. Um, where's their money? Where's their money? Like, how come I haven't moved their money? They want i was supposed to move it in 72 hours. And yeah, I did think my because these guys all sounded Italian as well. Um, I did think, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, like this could be scary something could happen. And I was looking over my shoulder. Anybody that I wasn't familiar with or, you know. Mary, you
1: you caution people not to go after scammers.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason why is because you don't know where these people are, and they are in the United States. I flew back here on the plane with some of them sitting right behind me. Mm-hmm. And they don't care what happens to you. I mean, I'll be very lucky. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. I'm just amazed that that they didn't in some way try to charge you with receiving stolen property um yeah. or try to incarcerate you. Um really? I mean here in the United States the one incident that where I received checks, I mean I did it with the FBI knowing that I got it and we were able to trace it to a payroll company. But we did it right, you know, right through them using the FBI's address and so forth like that and they mm-hmm. were able to catch these people. But mm. You've got to be so careful. I mean, they identified you as someone who was willing to launder money. Yeah. And in the process of doing that, uh, and I'm not familiar with Canadian law, only United States law, but um, here they would not only have frozen your assets, frozen your account, but they would have probably sought to come after you personally.
2: The police.
3: Right, exactly. Um, And and that was the one thing. These guys are here. I mean, they're in the United States. They're everywhere. Yeah. And they're, I mean, that's how they're moving the money and everything around. Um, they come across, you know, the Canadian border into the United States, and they're also coming through through the other um, entrances in here. And so, and into your country as well.
2: Yeah. And so I, we, we I think We have no that- control over these people. What saved me was the fact that I did go to the police. I did tell them what was happening. I told them that I would, you know, asked about accepting the money. Um, could they use? Could they backtrack and stuff like that? And the bank, the bank held the money in my account for probably two weeks, and then they sent it back to wherever it came from. So I never touched that money. And the police knew what was going on, and I phoned them Mm -hmm. and kept them in touch, and the bank, with whatever Mm -hmm. was happening. I think that is what saved me, because, yes, you know, in what I was reading, I could have been charged. Had I not talked to the police, I could have been charged with... uh, laundering money. and. No, she comes possible. from a little
1: town. This is a town of 26,000 people. You would think, gee, why would scammers go there? Like there's probably not a whole lot of industry, a lot of money, but but yet there's maybe a lot of lonely hearts. Is that what it is?
2: I, you know exactly what, I don't what even is. think, yeah. these guys didn't even know where Whitehorse was. They just pick places. You know, I, I don't think they have any idea what the geography was. Because I, you know, and after, of course, I went to the police, I played Davis along quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I got more information. But um, the one thing, he needed money. And he told, I said, well, I'm banned from Western Union. I can't ship it to you through Western mm-hmm. Union. There's no other way of getting it to you. And he said, well, go to MoneyGram. So well, we don't have MoneyGram up here. He said, well, just get in the car and drive to the nearest city. Well, the nearest city to us is Vancouver, which is a two-and-a-half-hour plane ride. Okay, but he, okay. he's supposed to know this because he was from Whitehorse. Exactly. And, of course, by this time I knew he, you know. So I pointed out to him his mistake.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, you do realize. So these guys have no idea the um, the uh, geography, geography. Yeah. where so they're talking from. We, we talked about, you know... It started off with a
1: computer, and then it was, you know, the chief and the and the mine and 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 all of this. At the very end, um, the the last very classic, Mary, <laughs> I mean, we we all have to kind of laugh at this in in a, in a not such a great way. Was was the fact that he's coming home to you now. He's coming home. Your love of your life is on his way home. He collapses at the airport. You know, his business associate has to call you with the terrible
2: news that the he has appendicitis and me. is going to be dying. <laughs> Yeah, it uh-huh. wasn't a business associate, it was the doctor.
0: Oh, the doctor. Me.
2: The doctor called me and said, you know, I, are you so-and-so? Or do you know, do you know this David Barad? Mm-hmm. And of course he got the name wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: said, you mean Davis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he, um, he said, you know, I, I want to... Inform you, uh, there was a note in Davis's wallet saying, "If anything should happen, please call," and it was me and my number. and So the doctor phoned to inform me that he had collapsed at the airport. Um, he was in a coma. He, they figured he uh, had appendicitis and malaria, and he just wanted to let me know. Now at this time he did not ask for any money.
0: Mm-hmm. The doctor
2: just wanted to let me know that he was, you know, the situation. But it was the next day or the day after that when the doctor phoned me, and said, "You know, um, he needs medical attention. He needs to go back to the to Canada, mm-hmm. or the states, and um, I need seven thousand dollars for my bill, or I'm going to kick him out of this hospital."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, Did you care at that point? Um, you know, I knew it was. I knew what it was at that time. Mm-hmm. But it still angered me that, you know, okay, you're a doctor and you've got a sick person and you're telling me that if I don't pay, you're going to kick this person out of the hospital. I said, give me a break. You know, what kind of doctor are you? Um, you're a nurse,
0: yeah. by the way. <laughs> and I asked
2: him, I asked him diagnostic questions and mm-hmm. he he hung up on, like he, he said, I have to go right now. He couldn't answer my questions and he mm-hmm. had to go, you know. um it, and so then, w- w- when
1: his business associate called you and said that you know he's dying, he's dying. Mm-hmm. He looks horrible. He's dying, and you really must send this money, Misses, because um, they you know he kept calling you his wife. Yeah. What, um, what were you thinking then? Like, did you think here's a guy who was supposed to die last week and he's hung on for like another three
2: months or something, <laughs> waiting for this money? Yeah, he's pretty good.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it got to the point where. I knew I had to end it. I didn't know how I was going to end it. You know, um I I just knew that I had to stop it somehow because it was getting ridiculous. Um, the Earl who was his business uh the manager was the one who I was dealing with. and I think Earl and the doctor
1: are We're one. one and the
2: same. Yeah.
1: And also the letters at the end were not by the same guy.
2: No, no. they He was signing it differently Duke. and everything. What do Earl. you think
1: happened to the real guy, the first guy?
2: I Your don't guy. know. I don't know because I almost felt like I was being kept or he, him and I couldn't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like they were not letting us talk. Mary, does that happen?
0: Uh,
1: Mary, are you there still?
3: Yes, yes, I'm here.
1: Yeah, does it happen where these guys maybe fall for their victim or aren't allowed to talk to the victim anymore?
3: No, they actually trade them off because, like I said, it's like a business, and Mm -hmm. he may have gotten involved. They may have realized that they weren't going to get anything more from her and they were going to play her just a little bit longer, Mm
2: -hmm. but what they
3: would have done is the other person would have moved on and picked up somebody else. Mm So they you know, just they trade people off all the time.
2: Yeah, deep down I wanted to say believe that you know this guy actually fell for me, so they took him out of the picture. Um, yeah, you know deep down, but um, it it was it started to become a joke really. Like what's this guy? And I was playing him, you know, like I'm I'm getting my friend to loan me some money. So just you know, go to the Western Union. I'm sending you Western Union, and. I told him I sent it. He went to Western Union. I got a phone call. He's freaking out. It's not there. You know, I played him, Mm -hmm. but it was dangerous what I did. It
1: was very dangerous.
2: It was very, very. And I realized that, especially afterwards, when I started to do more research, Mm -hmm. that these guys, um, they don't play around. You know, they're... because Mary, where, where where can people go?
1: You know, I mean, you will, obviously you've been played. They they, you know, stolen 20 grand from you. You you know, you want retribution, you want to get back at them, but you don't obviously you, don't, you can't. You're not supposed to do this yourself. It's way too dangerous to get involved. What what can people do, Mary? Where should they go? How
3: can they get resources? They have they have to get in touch with their local law enforcement as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. you know they they need to stop it long before Needless to say it gets to this point but they need to get hold of their local law enforcement they need to shut their credit cards down shut their accounts down and they need to just stop talking to these people because I mean they're going to move on there I can make you a 100% guarantee scamming will never stop as long as we are alive it will never stop and even after we're gone there always is going to be a better mousetrap or a better scam but what we have to do is protect ourselves. And what you're doing today, Frankie, with with this show and everything else is educating. I can't tell you how many people. And I've got a class of almost 40 students sitting here at this university listening right now who are learning in this teachable moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: so, you know, this is what you have to do. You have to continue to get this word out. Yeah. We are so vulnerable as human yeah. beings. We do want to be loved and, and we want to believe in people. We want to believe the best in people. And that's what they prey on.
2: And and now, you know, with with all this happening, the world is changing. Yeah, I I, I do put this in my book how how the world is changing before we used to be able to count on a handshake. You know, your handshake was your word. You know, you, you said, I will be there and you could count on that person.
1: But it's not yeah. just it's not just men who are preying on women. It's women who are also preying on men. Men are also yeah. vulnerable to yeah. online scams, right, Mary?
3: Yeah. And, and very it, much so. Very much so. They're looking for the the bride that's going to get off the plane, and um, they're they're looking for them. I mean, the one gentleman I think I I described before went to the airport four times with four dozen roses to pick up the love of his life, who never showed up. And mm-hmm. same scenario, same story.
2: Yeah, and yeah. Um,
3: you know. Yeah.
2: Well, I just after all this happened and writing the book and finishing the book, it's been almost a year now. And I did go back online, and I I did meet somebody online, <laughs> and we're wonderful. He's wonderful, and he's actually here physically um, next to you. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, I can touch and, him. And 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 so, what was different about this time? Well, when when I went online again, I. I, again, believe in love. It's got to be out there. So I did go online. But while I was online, before I met my gentleman here, um, I ran into, I talked about 10 different guys, eight of which were scammers. And of those eight, I wrote into the customer service people and said, this guy's a scammer. He wasn't able to answer my question get them off and they did so i asked pertinent questions of these men you know like when they said they were from my hometown where do you live in my hometown they couldn't answer that question they get mad you know like why do you want to know where i live as soon as they said that that's it you Mm know you're a scammer also i did actually have an interview with a scammer Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: he was so bad um his profile said he was a fisherman and a hunter. I asked him <laughs> what he hunted and he said fish. <laughs> okay, okay. And then I asked him what big game? What game do uh-huh. you know do you have? He said he was from Florida and he said golf, basketball and that uh, any hunter would have said, you know, deer or white-tail uh-huh. deer. Um and I asked him what time zone he was in and he said yours, I'm the same as you. Well, we're not. He's on the East Coast. Right. I'm on, you know, way on right. the other side. So I told him, you're really bad at this. And uh-huh. I asked him a few more questions. Um, he admitted to being from Nigeria. He was just starting up with this. That's why he was so bad at this. And oh my he, said,
0: <laughs>
2: he said, I asked him what they, you know, what kind of women they target. Uh-huh. And he said they target, he put it as, White, rich, greedy, or rich, white, greedy women.
1: Rich, white, greedy women.
2: Yeah, yeah. From the age between about 30 to 65, because Mm -hmm. they're the ones that want the love. Some, most Mary, vulnerable. Mary, when you came back on the plane, and and you know you heard
1: these guys talking. I think they were talking about you know bars in Texas or someplace like that, where they come to, they physically come to the city, they see the bars, they see you know the highlights of the city, so they're able to talk to women like Teresa and and actually talk to them about their town. Oh yeah, I, you know I went to the high school and I went to this downtown bar and I went here and I went there. That's how involved, right? Get.
3: Wow. Yeah, they they learn, they try to learn as much about American culture as they possibly can or the culture where they're going to be doing their scamming because they know they're going to be asking questions and, and they want to be able to have the appropriate answer to be able to take the person and gain their trust. Um, it's unfortunate that some of the interrogation and interview skills that are used by these scammers aren't used by some of our law enforcement because they're very, very creative.
0: They are. I mean, They're
3: trained. Yeah. I mean, they're trained from the time that they're five years old because they don't have any income. They don't have any jobs. And so, they have to rely on people to, to teach them how to do this and this is their business. This is how yeah. they make their money and their living. Yeah.
1: Now when when I just want to go back and, and just reiterate about how cla- the classic example, um and the the actual um from, from inception to the end that, that your scam took. You know, the emotional extortion, the demand for money, getting angry at you when, you know, you didn't have it, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to take away the love and then giving it back again. I mean all of this is, is this emotional blackmail. Yeah. That that's classic, isn't it, Mary?
2: Yes it is. You see it Absolutely over and over again. Classic. Yeah. I I have a I have a friend that I work with who um who has been online dating, uh, the same gentleman who is in I believe it's either Nigeria or in West Africa somewhere for the last two years and she too has been sending money and she is uh, very much in denial she didn't even want to talk to me when my book came out and then finally she did people were pushing her you know go talk to Teresa go talk to Teresa and she did and I told her a little bit about you know what I went through and stuff and and she had the classic scenario this scenario is all the same they get you suckered in, they, you know, they, they get your heartstrings, then they have to go somewhere. Something happens in a foreign country.
1: Yeah. i got to ask this question because Matthew in our, in our chat room wants to know from Mary. Um, Mary, what do you think about sites like com? Do they need to um, do a better job of keeping scammers out? Is there a way to prevent it on the service provider side before it gets to the victim? And... Um, well, he's gonna but he wonders if if people log in from computers outside of the country, for instance, would they be able to see that? But you know, people people date people from all over the world, so you can't, it's kind of hard to do that. Is there a way for the service provider
3: to to do something, Mary? Is there a way for the service provider? To, my my class is uh, getting ready to get up oh late. okay. Hi, thank,
1: thank you guys. Noise. For all you know, coming to, to the show tonight and and learning from it is. Um, but very quickly, do you think there's, there's a way for eHarmony, Mass.com, any of these service providers,
3: to to make the the experience safer for for clients? Yes, yeah, there there is, and they're absolutely being negligent. Um, there is a way. As a matter of fact, um, our company has a way to be able to make it safer, and um, most of them don't want to to. Um, how do you want to say it? be involved in it because it limits their ability to you I mean these these guys are buying credit cards like crazy and that's how they're signing on so mm-hmm. they're the 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 match companies are yeah they're getting their money and they don't want to cut off their nose to spite their face yeah um are they really concerned with um the safety and the everything of the uh of their people no they're not all they they're in there to make to make money. They're not concerned with whether or not somebody gets scammed or loses their money or or the the safety of the uh, the people that are involved. Um, the the onus is
2: on the person doing the yeah. Dating. They say
3: buyer beware. Yeah, and and that's basically what they're what they're doing. Yeah, and I know that there have been some people who have sought recourse from Match.com and so forth for exactly the same thing, and because of venue and jurisdiction. Again, they can't prosecute these people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: ladies, no. we're just
1: about out of time. Thank you, Mary, so much for for joining us once again. Um, we'll we'll look into that other um, the the war veterans, which is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely, <laughs> and
3: uh, and Jeff Hoffman has done a lot of work at Pig Busters, and and uh, uh, frankly, he'd be a great one to have on your show sometimes. He's, he's in the um, chat room right now. Jeff okay. is in the
1: chat room. Yeah.
3: So he can be contact me after the show. Coach
1: Picasso at Rogers dot com, Jeff. Um, Teresa. Yes. Good job at doing this book. I mean, it really was a very courageous effort. It really was. I mean, it's not easy to open yourself up to uh the public, you know, their scrutiny and saying, Well, you know, you're so stupid. You should have done this, you should have, how come you didn't know? It yeah. you know, really you don't know. It, and it's kinda nice that you decided to be a little naive and, and you know, and, and be the girl who believes in love rather than the one who is um, you know, a little more cynical. Yeah,
3: I, I get what, it.
2: My my reason. One thing for I'd to like
3: to. Oh, sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. One thing I wanted to say to Cherie is, I understand exactly how you feel. I have heard these stories so many times, and the one thing that really hit home with me from you is that you didn't want to say anything to your family.
2: Yeah.
3: And 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 that that's what isolates people more because yeah. they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be hurt. My offer to you is, uh, and Frankie will be glad to give you my phone number, if at any point you ever want to call me and talk, I'm more than willing to listen.
2: Super, Mary. Well, thank you. You're
3: thank welcome. you,
1: everybody in the chat room. Thank you, Mary, and thank you to the class at Wright University. Uh, I really appreciate everybody checking in this evening, and we will be back next Tuesday with another Mission Unstoppable. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Frankie?